welcome to our third online transmission. Today, this is Bishop Mufasa uh, from Zambia Praise Christian Center downtown. I'm so excited today. The Lord loves you, and the Lord, in loving you, has provided for you. And so today is going to be a wonderful, wonderful time in the presence of the Lord. I'll bring you the word that the Lord laid on my heart just for you, for your family, for your business, for your nation, and for our great, lovely continent. And so today, you are most welcome wherever you are watching us from. As you are watching us, please let us know. It's good for our encouragement and our improvement of our transmission. Let us know how uh, the feedback and where you are watching us from. But today I want to just say you are most welcome and let's get immediately into the word of God. I am teaching, hopefully preaching, from the book of Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 to 27. I've titled my sermon, The Storm Stopper. Awesome. You are thinking, storm stopper. Who is it? No one else but Jesus. We love Jesus and there is nothing else we can do. We are just in love with Jesus. And so Jesus is the storm stopper. And so I want us to get encouraged from the book of Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 and 27. Reading. Whichever version you are reading from, just follow me as we go through the scriptures. It says, therefore... This is Jesus speaking. Whosoever hears these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. It's your Bible, you must underline that one. It was founded upon a rock. Bible continues, And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that hears these sayings of mine, and doeth them not. I need to repeat that one. Everyone that hears these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house. And it fell, and great was the fall of it. Shall we pray? Father, I thank you for the power of your word the instrument of life and blessing. I thank you, Lord, for the miracles that will take place in the lives of your people as they watch us, oh God, wherever they are watching us from. I thank you for the healing that comes to a family, to an individual. I thank you for the peace that surpasses understanding that enters that life, oh God, enters that community. I bless you, Father, for the deliverances that take place. I thank you for the comfort and the encouragement that comes to your people. But above all, Father, I thank you for the thriving lives because of your word. I thank you for the rising of the champions, raising of the warriors, 
in this time, oh God. I thank you for the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost that comes upon this transmission today. Even in the precious power of the name of Jesus. I welcome my friend, the Holy Ghost. I welcome you. Take now these lips of clay and make them mighty before you. Even to the healing of the nations in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And everyone that believes, shout a bigger amen. Amen. So I, I'm teaching and helping to encourage you. Jesus gives us a very profound story there. He's talking about the storm. This, when you look around the nations, when you look around in the world, in many lives, as you interact with many people, you find that there is a shaking that is taking place. The nations have been shaken. This is the time when the foundations are shaken. This is the time to ask, what are you founded on? Because if the shaking is happening everywhere, definitely it will also shake some things in your life. The problem in the story that we just read was not particularly the storm. While we are in this world, we must expect the unexpected. We must prepare for the unforeseen. You cannot have your life in detail. This is what is called life. You do not know what can happen next. So we, in life, it's very important for you to know that you have to expect the unexpected and prepare for the unforeseen. The problem in the story, as I said, was not the storm. The problem was on how the house was built. On what was it founded. There is a guarantee that as we go through life, each one of us will be hit with different kinds of storms. Financial storms can come. Health storms can come. Family storms. Rito storms can come. Economical storms can come. Political storms can come. So storms have no respect for our opinions. They just happen. They are unexpected. Even times when we have tried to prepare for them, even when the impact of it leaves you very vulnerable and very fragile. So you cannot exactly tell how you respond in a particular storm, but you can prepare by founding your life on the unshakable rock of your salvation. That is Christ Jesus. And so you find that they both people built houses. One particularly paid attention, not knowing what the future held. He paid particular attention on how he was building his house, on what he was building his house on. He laid a good foundation on a solid rock. The other one built on the sun. He didn't pay particular attention to the foundation. Foundations are for strength. Foundations are for height. How high, how strong a structure stands depends on the kind of foundation you give it. And therefore, it's very important that you begin to look at your life. Because as the shakings are going on all over the world, you find that even the things that we never thought can be shaken, for example, football, 
Stadiums are closed. There's no sports. Empty stadiums. We never thought this could happen in the way it has happened, in the quickest time it has happened. The shaking has happened. We are experiencing all kinds of individual shaking as this coronavirus continues to hit nations. But I can promise you that the one that prepared his house by making sure that he didn't just have a beautiful house, an admired house, an excellent structure, he prepared by setting the right kind of foundation, knowing that storms can come. Nature can be angry for a while. But no matter how hard his house was hit, Jesus said that house could not fall because it was built on the rock. Both houses were hit by the same storm. But they did not respond the same way to the same storm. That's important. All of us are being affected and impacted in one way or another by what is happening in the nations. The kind of storms that we are having with the coronavirus or COVID-19. But not all of us, I can assure you, are responding the same way. Our responses are different depending on the foundation that your life is anchored on. Question might be, why is there this difference to this, to, in, in terms of the response to the same problems? Now, storms can come and storms can produce fear. Storms can produce frustrations. They can produce anxiety, worries, hopelessness, despair, depression. This happens. The shakings of the foundation is not always bad. Uh, and I'm sure you're wondering, why should I say that? Well, when something has been shaken to its foundation, the immediate feeling with that is that it feels awkward. It feels bad. We hurt. We fear. We get frustrated. Our hope sometimes gets dashed. And others worry. Others go into a depression. But the shakings, most times, will always touch the unwanted things. Things that have lost their purpose and value. The undesirable things that do not have a place in the future for us. Usually when there is a storm, you see the debris, a sign of something that was not stable, that was not anchored properly and established properly in the ground. Things that were vulnerable and they are removed. And it looks like a bad thing, but it shows us our areas of vulnerability, our fragile points of life. And this is why it becomes very absolutely important going forward that when we look at this, we need to look at how is my life built on what is my life founded on. Because that will determine how you are responding. Are you responding in fear? Are you responding with frustrations, anxieties, worries, 
hopelessness, depression? Or are you responding and looking unto God and saying, even this shall pass. Even this I will overcome. Even though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. That's not a theological statement. That's a statement of someone with a, an abiding, intimate relationship. As he went through a valley, as he went through a shadow, a dark time in his life, he was able to testify and say, Surely, my God shall supply all my He will lead me besides the still water. He will walk through me and walk with me through all this that is testing my patience, my resolve. So it was the issue of building before the storm. It was an issue of staying strong before the storm. And that was anchored in a relationship. Psalm 23 is quoted every day, everywhere in the world. But it's a revelation of a relationship of a man and his God, a man on earth, where we were told that we shall have trouble and all kinds and all manner of things happening to us. But we should not despair. We should not lose peace. Because he who is our anchor of our faith has overcome. And this is that which has overcome the world, the Bible says, even our faith in him. While everything is shaken, God is never shaken. My God. And if your life is anchored in him, you too will not be shaken. Even when the shakings come, your response to the shakings, your response to the different storms that you go through will be very different and others will be wondering, how can you still remain sane in a time like this one? not because I do not see or I'm ignorant or I'm just you know being aloof and being in my cloud 12 no there's a difference child of God the one who is anchored in you the one upon whom your life is built Paul said it's no longer I that live in Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 but the life that I now live that's important the life that I now live I live by the of the Son of God. The life that you now live, who are you living it by? Pause and reflect on that question. The life that you are living, who are you living it by? Can the one you are living your life by be a strong anchor in the times of different storms in your life? At least God helps us. To see that during the storm, many people do not have the necessary mental and emotional and psychological and sometimes spiritual uh, tools to effectively and successfully deal with these storms. Because storms will affect you emotionally. Storms, secondly, will affect you psychologically. Storms will affect you emotionally. And storms will affect you spiritually. Remember, 
when there was a storm, when Jesus told his disciples, let us go to the other side. And they are on the lake. And suddenly, the unexpected happened. The unforeseen comes to pass. And there is a storm. And Jesus is sleeping. And the disciples obviously responded like any other human being. They forgot about the one in the boat. They didn't just forget about him. They didn't have the revelation that this is a storm stopper. So obviously, emotionally, they are wrecked. We die. Psychologically, they are disturbed. Spiritually, they are dwindled. And you find mentally, they are hopeless. And the storm ranges and Jesus finally awakes and stops the storm. And he's teaching them. And so each one of us responds differently. And that's why we need to be patient with one another. With the brothers and the sisters that are showing a lot of fear, worry. Woe, us who are strong. Let us have a word of encouragement to them. Let us go there and tell them, do not despair. The Lord your God will protect you. The Lord your God has assured us victory. Even after this, we are going to the other side. We may not have been through this before, but he is in the boat with us. We must awaken to the reality, to the realization that you are not walking through this alone. You are not going through this thing alone. There is Jesus in the boat. There is a storm stopper in the boat. You need to let go of your anxieties. Those moments of hopelessness. Those moments of despair as we go through this. Remember, we are not sleeping in this. We are going through this. We are going on the other side. And Jesus is with us. The storm stopper, the great, doesn't matter what kind of storm it is. The storm stopper is right there with you. To all our leaders, the storm stopper is right there with us. This is not coming to wipe us. Oh, we will overcome in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. <coughs> so we may ask, excuse me. So what should we do now? Number one. It's time to apply to God for the supply you need. I repeat. It's time for you, child of God, to apply to God for the supply you need. Philippians chapter 4 and verses 6 all the way to 7. Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. It is time for you and me, child, to apply to God for the supply that we need. And we see... Paul's encouragement to the Philippians church. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6. Great. Here we go. Scripture says, verse 6, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, I like that, in, but in everything, in everything, not for everything. There's a difference there. Not for everything, in everything. So there are times God allows certain things and you find yourself in a particular storm, 
in a particular store. And therefore, he encourages us that be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Someone says, but God knows what I'm going through. Why should I? Well, it is your responsibility. He said, ask and it shall be given. You have an authority, delegated power to bring changes in your life. And he says, ask and it shall be given. Knock and the door shall be obviously opened. Seek and you shall find. There is a certain personal responsibility that you have to take in every storm that comes. You do not have to lose the focus of the storm stopper that is in you. That's why he says, in everything. This is not God that brought this thing. That's why we're not praying for it. We are praying in it. While we are in it, while you are in that storm, what do you need to do? Number one, pray. What kind of prayer? All manner of kinds of prayer. Pray, supplicate with thanksgiving. Don't lose the thanksgiving part. Let your requests be made known unto God. Don't sulk. Don't just be in a hopeless situation. Find a corner in your room and go to God and talk to him out of your anxiety, out of your depression, out of your hopelessness, out of all these fears and frustrations. He says, well, begin to give thanks. Why? Because he never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He has never lost track. He is still in control. Let your request be made known to God. And this is what happens when you do that. Verse 7 says, And the peace of God which passes all understanding. My God, I pray for you. May you receive peace that surpasses all understanding. In the name of Jesus. And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. There is a peace that is able to keep your mind. Ooh, there is a peace that is able to keep your heart. And this peace is not something that you work for. This peace is something that God gives you. The peace that surpasses your understanding. People will look at you and say, how can you still be at peace? How can you still be sane? How can you still have a sound mind while everyone else is agitated, confused, and, going, and they are worrying and, and worrying for their business, worrying for their future, worrying for ABCD? How can you still be at peace? Well, the Bible says, after I have prayed to God, after I have made my supplications, after I have given thanks to the King of Kings, the great I am, the one who never changes, Ah, the one who was the same yesterday. His faithfulness was tested to Abraham, and he was faithful to Abraham. His faithfulness was tested to David. He was faithful to David. His faithfulness was tested to, to Jacob, to Joseph, to Moses, and he was faithful. What more Daniel in the lion's den? He was faithful. Through all their storms, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, he was faithful. Your storm is not new. There is nothing new under the sun, according to the word of God. 
And therefore, even the God who has been faithful, the one who keeps covenant with you, he is even keeping covenant with you today. Be at peace. So he says, and the peace of God which passes your understanding shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. I'm praying for you today that your heart will be kept. I'm praying for you today that your minds shall be kept. Kept how? In total peace, in total rest. Nothing missing, nothing broken shall be your portion. Let me give you another scripture. Some scripture, Philippians chapter 1 this time and verses 6 let's see what the verse says Philippians chapter 1 verse 6 quickly as you turn to your Bible it says being confident of this very thing that he which have begun a good work in you my God will perform it until the day of Jesus he who began a good work in you shall not abandon the good work Shall not abandon. He cannot give you a dream and watch it just die. No, my friend. There is something that God began to work. There is something that God began to do in Zambia when we dedicated Zambia as a Christian nation. He is not about to abandon us in the time of these storms. No, he is faithful. And we are confident that he who had begun doing this continually will be doing it to see it to its final stage, even in the name of Jesus. What should we be doing? Secondly, it's also an opportunity for you and me. When there is a storm, it becomes an opportunity for you and me to make shifts and changes in our lives. Here we are, we are streamlining. <laughs> uh, we are not doing this before. Uh, we were so accustomed to our routine and something happened and shook us out of our routine and every time your routine is interrupted it's because there is something else that you need to identify with and you cannot identify with the new unless the routine is broken and while it looks negative this is also working to our advantage even when certain we are back into our fellowships which are not seized because this is now come to stay. <laughs> so there are shifts. Families that never used to pray together, they have shifted now, they are praying together. Uh -huh. Even if they don't want to pray together, somehow situations will cause you to pray together. To speak the word of God to your family. Uh, some people who never used to even bother about owning a Bible, now, everywhere I pass, I say, Bishop, can I get, have a Bible? <laughs> so there are shifts and changes that happen, and it's, it's an opportunity. Instead of us getting fearful, frustrated, anxious, worrisome, hopeless, and depressed and despair, why not see beyond the storm the opportunity to make the necessary shifts and the necessary changes in your business, uh, in your career. Wow, you can make shifts and changes in the name of Jesus. What else? Number three, it's also a time for us to look to the overcomer. When you need to overcome a storm, 
go to someone who has overcome it before. <laughs> Let someone be by your side who has experienced it before. And we can see from scripture, I'll share with you that scripture in Matthew chapter 8, Jesus overcame. So when the storm comes, it's not time to reason with the storm. Leave me alone. I'm an orphan. The storm doesn't respect that. Leave me alone. I'm a widow. Leave me alone. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, 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 I'm poor or I am sick. Storms just come. But when they come, there is always the overcomer by your side. It takes you to seek for him. It takes you to call upon him. It says, call upon me and I will be found of you. Call unto me. <laughs> huh? Call unto me in Jeremiah. It says, call unto me. So you have to call unto the Lord. Don't just sleep and cover yourself, your head with a blanket and think, this is it, I'm dying. Yes, all of us will die, but not just now, friend. You still have a purpose. <laughs> we will die, yes, but not now. No, we still have a purpose. With this, we have to overcome. Death will come later, whichever way it comes. We are not worried about that, but we are not just surrendering to this and saying, here I am, I'm dying. And you start writing the will and start living your last days in a hopeless dark room. That's not you. I call for you now to rise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Do not let this overcome you. And so you look to the overcomer and Jesus has overcome. So you bring in the storm stopper into your situation, into your storm. Number four, know that even when, even this, know for sure that even this shall pass away. Bible always says, it came to pass. <laughs> there is also, a, it shall come to pass that this shall be a history. It shall be a reference point. From this, yes, we are becoming and making sure that we build better medical facilities. We train our people well. We invest in the health sector like never before because that's a shift that has brought. That's a change that has brought into our lives. We also know that going forward, we have to plan our communication. Our businesses must have certain structures different than before our churches must have certain structures, investments done in communication, internet, and all these other things that in the past we didn't even consider as much. We knew about them, but it was not uh, a change necessary at the time, but now it is. And so you find that you have to know that this shall pass. You will not only survive this. I like to say, when the invader comes, the hardest path to find is survival. I learned that from someone else. Pardon me. <laughs> when the invader comes, the hardest path to find is survival. But God is not looking to you and me to survive this. God is looking to you and me to thrive in this. Uh-oh. So I'm not surviving it. I am thriving in it. Why? Because of the way maker. Uh -huh. The way maker is with you. The way maker is there for you. 
And so it becomes absolutely important that you get convicted in your heart that I will thrive no matter what storm comes. I shall thrive. Uh -huh. I, I'm not losing anything. There are shifts and changes yes, that will come, but I'm coming out a better person, a better man, a better prepared and equipped individual for what lies ahead. And so it's a time for you to thrive. Yes, businesses have been affected all over the world. People have lost jobs. It's not a pretty situation, economically speaking. But for a covenant person, we are not just coming through this. No. Even when the children of Israel were in slavery in Egypt for more than 430 years, when their time came, they thrived. God said, go and borrow God. <laughs> from your slave masters. <laughs> now, go and borrow. Listen, they were not returning back. These were going and crossing over after the Red Sea. They were not returning, but he says, go and borrow. <laughs> when favor hits you, my friend, the enemy won't even understand. He will just be giving things. Things will be laid at your feet. In the time of storms, there is still a favor to a covenant child of the living God. Did I hear an amen in your home? And so you should not just fall and cry. Crisis is never greater than covenant. I keep telling you that, for those of you who are in my church. Crisis is never greater than covenant. Currency is not powerful than covenant. Woo! Woo! Are you listening to what I'm saying? So, no matter what currency, God doesn't just pay you in quarter. God pays you in favor. He can bring the dollars. He can bring the pounds. As long as your gates have remained open, the nations of the world shall come to your life. So, if you go through the storm and you allow the storm to stop you, to kill your dream, to kill your aspirations, to kill your vision, your hopes. Others who could not and will not see the light. But it is those people that go through the storm with a storm stopper by their side. Those that go with, through the storm with a shepherd by their side. That out of the storm, with the same comfort that God comforted them, in that storm, they become comforters to others. They become life savers with the life he has saved them. They become solution givers with the solutions that he showed them. They become innovators with the creativity that he passed on to them in that time. Today I'm praying for you to arise away from your shackles. I pray for you that you will arise from the place of hopelessness, of anxiety and fear and all kinds of frustration. You have a covenant with God. God is not through yet with you. He is coming on you in a mighty way by the power of the Holy Ghost. How else shall the nations know revival? It is out of the darkness that the light shines brighter. You will come out of this greater. You will thrive and not just survive it. You will be strong. Isaiah 60 verse 1 to 5 tells us, that arise shine, for your light has come. And watch when the light came. 
darkness shall cover the people. Gross darkness, the people. Darkness, the earth. At a time when there is darkness, hopelessness, fear, all manner of anxieties, depressions, and, and frustration, God says, it is your time to rise, shine. He didn't say, arise and shine. He says, rise, shine. While you are rising, you are shining. But what is it that will cause you to shine? What is it that will cause you to be different in this time? I have to read for you that verse so that you can have hope and become a hope bearer, solution giver to everyone around you. I am so excited that by the time we are done with this service, you will be up there and dreaming big. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 1 says, Arise, shine. Who is he talking to? He's talking to you, Brenda. He's talking to you, Kangwa. He's talking to you, Samson. He's talking to you. Uh, whatever your name is, Samuel. He's talking to you, Malumbo. He's talking to you. Uh, he's talking to you. He says, what does he say? He says, Arise, shine. Arise, shine. I repeat, Arise, shine. How, Lord? God just says, Arise with what? With hope. Arise with what? Expectation. Ah, expectation, they say, is the mother of miracles. Don't expect to die. Don't expect for things just to collapse around you. Don't expect that things will just be lost. No, my friend. Arise is shine. For there is a reason why. For the light is come. What light? The solution giver is with you. The storm stopper has entered into your storm. For the light is come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. The cupboard. All the goodness of God comes upon you. The heaviness of God, the weight of his goodness comes upon you. Uh -huh. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and the gross darkness the people, but the Lord shall arise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee. <laughs> so this is something that will be noticeable. They will see something rare, something unique. They say, where can I get this which you have? Says it's not bought by money or by any other things. That's why the millionaires will wonder and they'll bring their stuff at your feet because there's no use for them. They need what you have. They want what's on you. And it's got the glory of God. Ooh! The glory of God is priceless, my friend. The glory of God is priceless. I'm praying that glory shall come upon your life in the time when there's darkness all over the world. The goodness of God, the heaviness of God shall come upon you. You shall shine. You shall be full of hope, full of light. I pray for you that you are not going down. Your business is not going down. Your family is not going down. Zambia is not going down. Zambia is arising. Your nation is arising. Your companies are rising. Why? Not because you're a powerful businessman in terms of business acumen. Because of who you are in covenant with him. He cannot abandon you when you need him most in the time of need in the covenant. Just as the, the, the Lord created the rainbow over Noah's life in the time of need. That that rainbow was a sign that your, your portion in the earth will always be protected in the time of weakness. 
and God also has got memorial of remembrance, your service, your sacrifice, your obedience, your, your, your love to the work of God and, and to the people of God and, and just to your family. God is not unrighteous that he should forget your righteous work in the time of storm. He will remember when everyone else has forgotten. He knows you better than I do. He has seen what you have been doing better than I know. And so in this time, it's not a hopeless time. It's a time for you to arise. This three says, and the Gentiles shall come to their light. The Gentiles are the non-believer. There were people who it was very difficult to get into church. People to minister to them, it was very difficult. They were stubborn. They had nothing to do with God. They kicked God out of their constitutions in their nation. They stopped prayer in their schools, in their nations. But these are the same ones, prophetically, are coming now to the light upon you who is a covenant child. I'm not just talking about ordinary church-going member. No, I'm talking about blood-washed saints that have a covenant with God, a kingdom people. It says there is, the Gentiles shall come, the non-believers shall come to thy light. Ooh, your light has come. And the kings to the brightness of thy rising. This is kings, 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 kings. Not the kings that by name, no. Kings by title, kings by function, rulers or presidents, people of influence, people of authority. For any person of authority to come to you, it's because you have what they don't have. <laughs> Woo! You have what they don't have. You have what they need and they can't get it anyhow. They just have to come to you. There is something that is happening to you as you lock and you refocus, as you retreat back into your prayer time, as you get back to fellowship with God once again, something begins to be nurtured upon your life. And this shall cause the kings to see the brightness of your rising. Some of us never used to be before cameras. But time has forced us. Here we are. And slowly the brightness of his rising is coming. In every area. In your career. The brightness of your rising. Maybe you are the key person that has the solutions. That everyone else is looking for. Something rare. Something unique. Something extraordinary. This is what they call the supernatural invasion of your life. <laughs> that causes you to rise. That causes you to be brighter. God says he makes his ministers flames of fire. But the brightest part of a fire is a flame. Oh, did you know that? The brightest part of the fire is the flame. That's why he makes his ministers flamesy. Flames. Not just a fire. You are flames of fire. Why? You are brightly shining everywhere. My God. This is not a time for misery. This is a time for your brightness to come forth. And can you imagine? That is influence also coming to you. If kings, people of authority can come to you, then you have influence. Then you can grant them the wisdom of God and they can lead properly. Verse 4 says, Lift up thy eyes round about thee and see all they gather themselves together. They come to thee. Thy sons shall come from far and thy daughters shall be nest at thy side. Then shall thou see and flow together and thine heart shall, shall fear and be enlarged because of the abundancy of the sea shall be converted unto thee. 
the forces of the Gentiles shall come unto thee. I do not have time. That's another message on its own. But I just want to encourage you. It's time for you to thrive, not to survive. Number five, the storm has shaken the foundations of what you thought was strong, what you thought was sound, what you thought was unshakable has been shaken. Now arise, now shine. Find creative new ways and develop better strategies and give quality service. This is what it's all about. As you rise, you are rising in a new creative way. You are rising to develop things that were not useful then because now you've passed through something that has taught you some lessons, that has brought some shifts and changes in your life. And therefore, you, are, you have better strategies going forward now for your business, for your career, for your family. You have better strategies for your finances. You are now learning how to manage it, not mismanage it. You will make the money, you will manage the money, and you will multiply the money. Oh, I repeat, now you have useful business. You will make the money in the name of Jesus. You will manage the money, and you will multiply your money. Because now you are better uh, after the shifts and the changes. You are more wiser. You will not just make and eat. You will not just make and go and enrich others in the malls. You will manage what you make. Uh -huh. You will make investments. And you will multiply what you have made. As one multiplying his gifts. Because of Jesus, you will thrive, child of God. Number five. Number six. It's time for you. What should we do? It's time for you to bring in Jesus Christ. The storm stopper is in your heart. Jesus Christ, the storm stopper is in your heart. Quickly, I say a few things about him. What is so unique about having Jesus Christ in your life? Well, he's the only one who is eternal. Hmm. Existence exists in him. He is the existence itself. John 1, 1 tells us that in the word, in the beginning was the word. In the beginning was the word. In the beginning, in both Greek, stresses a continued existence in past times. This is important. In the beginning, the word was continually in existence. So he did not begin with the beginning. The beginning did not begin him. <laughs> he is before the past times. So you're not dealing with an amateur, an upstart. No. You're not dealing with someone who can be shaken with the storms of the earth. No. He is before all things. All things <laughs> began with him. Nothing that is created was ever created without him. So, however far back one goes, the word was continually existing. I love that. The word was continually existing. Continually existing. That's why you can trust this word that there is power. There is power in it. Because it has been before the coronavirus. It has been before our times has been before the financial storm, the marital storm, the health storm, 
And this word is more powerful than anything else you have known to bring the lasting changes that you need because it's a supernatural power of God. Secondly, this storm stop I'm talking about in John chapter 8, verse 58. Although Abraham lived 2,000 years before Christ, Jesus would say, before Abraham was born, I am. <laughs> now, this is, this, is, this is like having the, the before after, or the after before. <laughs> You're getting confused. Before after, after before. Before Abraham was, I was. But yet, Abraham had gone before him 2,000 years ahead of him. And Jesus now comes and is less than 40. Uh, and he says, look, that Abraham, before he was born, the same one you respect and venerate, before he was born, I was. I was before him. Although I was born in Bethlehem, he claimed his existence to be before Abraham. That's the man I want to trust. That's the man I want to have in my life. In the time when there is a storm, that's the one I want to turn to. Before Abraham was. Uh -huh. A Bethlehem was not his beginning. Uh -huh. Yeah, Bethlehem was not his beginning. He was before the Bethlehem. And so you are not dealing with just someone who's on the cross and, and just lying on that cross and, and this is Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. No, 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 no. This is the almighty ancient of days. Woo! Jesus, come into that life today. Bring hope and changes in the lives of your people. Let your miraculous power be displayed in their lives. Let the fire of the Holy Ghost, my God, come down in people's lives. Lift their hopes, I pray. You are before time. You are before eternity. You are before Bethlehem. You are not a little child in a manger. You were before that. This is the same Jesus in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 8. But of the Son, he says, <laughs> Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A reference to the eternality of Christ. His throne is forever and ever. There is nothing that we can do. Whether we pray or we don't pray, doesn't stop his throne from being forever and ever. It's us who need to line up with him. So we are not giving you a Jesus, an amateur Jesus, or someone who is also scared of what's going on in the world. No, he is the king. He is the Lord. He is the way maker. He is the savior. He is the one who turns your darkness into morning. <laughs> he is the one who gives you joy. Out of the lion's den, you come out strong. This is the same Jesus. Colossians 1.17 says, he is before all things. He is before all things. Oh my God, he is before all things. You can trust him. Micah chapter 5 verse 2. He is going forth from long ago. No. They say It's not before, I mean, in the time of Moses, in the time of Abraham. There was no like Pentecost as we know today. He's before all things. It's a relationship. It's not a gathering on the grouping. It's a relationship. It's a revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Highly lifted up. Highly exalted. Uh, 
the lamb who is worthy to look into the scroll. The 24 elders bow before him and declare that you are worthy, you are holy. The creatures fly in the throne of God and they cry, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. This is the same Jesus I'm calling upon and saying, You are the storm stopper, Lord Jesus. Arise, O God. Let thy enemies be scattered. Let even the coronavirus bow its knee before you. In the name of Jesus. Every storm today shall become just a few more minutes. Although he was born in Bethlehem, that was not the beginning, I say. He has existed from the days of eternity. This same Jesus. John 3.13 stresses that Christ descended from heaven. He descended from heaven. He descended. He came down to the earth. Why? Because he loved you. And he still loves you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He has not come to condemn you. He has come to save you. He has come so you can thrive. He has come so you can have life. And life much more abundantly. If he came down from heaven, then Bethlehem surely cannot be or cannot have his beginning. Uh -huh. He dwells in heaven before he came to the earth. Therefore, John 6.38 tells us that he is eternal. But what about his works? His works have proved that we can trust him. If you look in the book of Matthew chapter 8, verse 23 to 27, he is the one who comes and steals the storm. He comes down the storm. He has authority over even in nature. If you have been at sea, I've been at sea. One time I was at sea and with my wife cruising on the ocean, <laughs> having a nice holiday. And my God, my wife was stronger than me because the waters were raging as we are in this boat going to go into the submarine down there in these holiday spots and, and the water is rising and, I'm, and my mind is thinking, my God, Jesus, you are amazing. You were able to calm these waters. I am safe. <laughs> He's the storm stopper. Today, I don't care how raging your financial situation is. It shall come down in the name of Jesus. The one who was, the one who is, the one who is to come. He stilled the storm. He put it and put it harsh. I am in the house. <laughs> Jesus is in the house today. Jesus is in your house today. The storm is coming down in Jesus' name. Everything that has been raging and threatening you, frustrating you, it is coming down in Jesus' name. There shall be a calm and quietness because of who he is. He is the one who healed the blind in John 9 verse 1 to 7. That was part of his works. He healed the blind. He can remove blindness, the actual blindness. But he can also remove the blindness that is just causing you not to see a certain creative, productive idea. He can remove that veil. He's the one who forgave sins. He's able to forgive your sins. He died for you and me. 
If we say we have no sin, then we are lying. But those that realize that they are sinners, they come to him and he, has, he shows them mercy. And they ask for forgiveness and he forgives them of their sin. Don't let your sin haunt you. Don't let your sin uh, cause guilt and condemnation. Confess it. Bow down before him and say, Lord, have mercy upon me. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me and cleanse me in your blood. Because that is part of his work. To forgive sin. He will forgive you. He will forgive you and cleanse you from the guilt conscious. Jesus came and raised the dead in Matthew chapter 9 verse 12, 25. Matthew chapter 9 verse 25. He raised the dead. If he can raise the dead, something that is lifeless. He can raise your business again. He can raise your career again. He can raise your health again. He can raise your hopes, your dreams, your aspirations. They can be raised. They should not be dwarfed or dwindled in this time. Nothing must be dwindled. Jesus is in the house. He is raising it up in Jesus' name. He fed the 5,000 in the book of Matthew 14, 15. He fed the 5,000. My God, if he can feed the 5,000, your home, your children are less than four. <laughs> he will feed them. Also, the feeding pangon. He will feed them until the stomachs are round. Jesus. But he will feed you. That's what my point is. He will feed you until why could When it's Jesus feeding you, he will not buy food like your husband. Jesus will buy things that are nutritious to your body. You see, so when you eat, you must also be considerate of the nutritional value of what you are eating. So when Jesus packages something to feed you, he says, he, he's, he, while the enemy is surrounding you, he sets a table there and says, eat. It will be something nutritious. Even you whose bodies do not appreciate food. My God, suddenly your body, your lambo, mm, it shall begin putting on weight. Why? There is nutritional value. Jesus is able to feed you. He fed the thousands. If he is able to walk on water, gravity suspended, what is it that is threatening you? Jesus will walk on it. You will also be lifted above that. You will not sink. I'm not just saying this. I'm saying this because I've seen in the scripture that he is before all things. And everything has respect to his name. Of the things in heaven, of the things on earth, and the things under the earth. Today, I want to take time and just pray for you and just speak into your life and just bless you in the name of Jesus. Today I stand in the authority of the name of the King of Kings. Today I'm declaring into your life divine health. I'm declaring that the peace of God shall capture your mind shall keep your mind the peace of God shall keep your heart in the name of the Lord Jesus I'm not just praying for that I'm also praying that now 
you shall begin to thrive. I speak to your business, I speak to your career, I speak to your ministry, I speak to your church, I speak to your family, I speak to your farm, I speak to your ideas. In the name of Jesus, they receive the supernatural endowment of God's power to begin to thrive in Jesus' name. Everything that was dying around you, I speak life in the name of Jesus. I speak that things shall not kill you. In the name of Jesus, every sickness, every disease, I command you in the authority of the one that was, that is, and that continues to live and to be the king of kings, a self-existing God. The one who was not just born in Bethlehem, he was before Bethlehem. That king that they hanged on the cross is here today to secure your life. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. Let the anointing and the fire of the Holy Ghost capture your heart, capture your mind, arise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen. Allies, innovate, create, find new ways of doing things, strategize, dream again, stand up and be strong. Come on, you are a warrior, you are more than a conqueror because the overcomer is in the house today. The storm stopper is in the house today. I command every storm in your life, every financial storm, I command you peace in the name of Jesus. Every healthy storm in your body, I command peace in the name of Jesus. Every economical storm, I command peace in the name of Jesus. Every marital storm, I command peace in the name of Jesus. Every attack of the enemy that has come against you, those spirits of death that are hunting your life, I command and I rebuke them. Leave the people of God right now in Jesus' holy precious name. I bind the forces of darkness that want to misalign the life that was planned for by God, according to Jeremiah 29, 11. In the name of Jesus, I speak a realignment in every area of your life. Let the power of the Holy Ghost realign your life once again. Let the anointing of the Holy Ghost break those yokes once again. In the name of Jesus, I pray, be lifted up. You lift your hands and praise, hallelujah, to the King of Kings. Hallelujah to the mighty one, Jehovah. He is coming on the swift cloud to come and help you. He is coming on the swift cloud to help Zambia. Arise, Zambia, shine once again. Shine once again, O Zambia. Arise, O nation. Arise, O careers. Arise, O businesses. Arise, O ministries. Arise, O anointed children of the living God. Arise, shine. Your light has come. Glory is rising. It's not Conora rising around you. See the glory of the Lord arising around. Pray in the Holy Ghost. If you are not filled in the Holy Ghost, this is a time to us and say, Lord, fill me in the Spirit. If you do not know Jesus as Lord and Savior, do not waste time. Go upon Him now and you shall be saved. Tell Him, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. I have made a shift. I have made changes. I have turned away from my wicked ways and I have received you. I come into my life. Wash me in your blood, O God. Wash me and I'll be clean. Wash me and I'll be whiter than snow. Oh God, heal my son. 
Heal my mother. Heal my father. Heal my uncle. Cover and protect us. Let the wall of fire be around us in Jesus' name. I pray for you today. The King of Kings is in the house today. The Lord of Lords is in the house today. Let the fire of the Spirit of God come upon you powerfully. Let the anointing of His glory enter into your home in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name, let every storm know Jesus is alive in the house. Jesus is in your heart. Jesus is in Zambia. Jesus is in your business. Jesus is in your career. Jesus is in your office. Jesus is in your marriage. Jesus is in your finances. Come on, arise strong in the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. My God, there is such an anointing in this place today. Um, today there is just an anointing there is just the glory of God today I prophesy everything that has died in your life live again in Jesus name because the resurrection himself is here today live again I speak to your body live again you shall not just survive you shall thrive in this time arise and thrive oh woman of God stop weeping arise now there shall be no death there shall be no death in the name of Jesus. I cover you. I speak there shall be no death. I prophesy life. I speak life in the name of Jesus. I speak life, the life of God, the life of God, the resurrection life of God enters your nostril and makes your body whole in Jesus' name. Life in your company. I speak life in your situation, life in your marriage, life in your body life in your business life in your job life 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 in your household life around your farm in the name of the lord jesus do not let anything intimidate you greater is he who is in you the storm stopper the warrior king when the white horse is coming the warrior king with the sash around his waist is coming the warrior king with eyes like brimstone on fire. Ah, that warrior king, the exalted lord of lords, the exalted king of kings, he is there with you, he is there for you. Oh, rise in the creativity of what he's planting in your heart. And today I feel that there is just wonders of God happening in your homes. Miracles happening as you're listening. In the name of Jesus. I rebuke every form of doubt. I rebuke every form of doubt. Every doubt that you had concerning your life, whether you are going to make it through, whether you are 70, whether you are 80, whether you are 90, the Lord shall give you a long, satisfying life. I release into your lungs the life of God. For every victim of coronavirus, I pray for you in Zambia that the spirit of the living God is upon you. Wherever you are, I pray for you. The Lord God Almighty, breathe into your life the supernatural life. The wonders of God are coming. He's a supernatural God. The supernatural is real. Miracles are real. Divine interventions are real. Angels, the marriers of angels. For we are heirs of salvation, Lord. Send now your ministering spirit in the nations, O oh God. 
Minister to your covenant children, oh God. Cause them to be brightly shining, oh God. Let the kings of the earth come to the rising of your church, rising of your people, bringing hope in the name of Jesus. So today, I bless you and I declare every storm, peace be still in the name of Jesus. I thank you and I bless you and we are praying for you. They'll put up those prayer lines. You can always request prayer. They'll pray for you. Those of you who want to give, there are those accounts that are displayed. You will give. And this is the time where you cannot negotiate. Give it. Continually give to the Lord. But above all, give of yourself first to the Lord. It's a time that we have never seen before. Where God begins to raise your life in goodness, in glory, in life, and in the brightness. Where God begins to bring you around a new sphere of people. People of influence. <laughs> who come to the rising of your life. Shalom to you. The peace of God be upon you. I pray. Amen and amen. Father, we thank you. Father, we bless you.